Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's J-M-I-E. Your Friday the 13th favorite podcast host. And as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And I want to say, first off, very happy Friday the 13th. Even though this is going to be released later, I am recording this on Friday the 13th. And for if you recall from the episode I did earlier, that I did my top worst horror remakes. And I got... Some pretty good feedback from it. So, on this episode, we're going to be doing the top 10 best horror movie remakes in my eyes. Yes, that's right. This is my opinion. If you don't agree with it, okay, you have a right to it. I had some people that didn't like my list last time, some that loved it, some disputed it, but that's what makes this great is everybody has their own opinion. So, right off the bat, let's count them down. First off, we're going to start with number 10. That is 2002's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, normally, I don't like the remakes of these classics like this, and usually they just don't do it right. This one, while they changed the story, I think actually did a fairly good job to it. They added a little bit more blood and guts to it, like I said, as should be expected when you remake a horror movie. They they changed pretty much the entire premise of it, but they kept the general idea of it, of a disfigured, chainsaw-wielding maniac family that eats people, and, you know, that's pretty much what the heart and soul of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was. This one changed it. From the Sawyer family to the Hewitt family, and I just—I I really did like this movie. I thought it was—it was—it was dark and it was scary and it was brooding, and it—it it wasn't the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I think still is the best one, but it still had a scariness to it and it had a a a, a darkness to it that really worked very well for it. Um, the casting was done great. This is spearheaded by Jessica Biel, who plays the lead female character who gets away from the family in the end. You have the, the brother-uncle that is the lone cop in the town that is actually killing people. You have you have the mother matriarchal um, running of the family, just trying to keep the family together. And then you have Leatherface, Thomas Hewitt in this, who was big and, and scary. And he, he, he while it wasn't Gunnar Hansen playing Leatherface, he didn't have the, the mental capacity issues that was a, that bad and that prevalent. This one was more of a, a physical, dumbed down, and I mean that in a good way, Leatherface, to where he didn't have all his intelligence and wits about him, but yet he wasn't just completely mentally disabled. He was easily coerced into doing this just to follow the family, and he was still strong and powerful, and you've got that fear of this man is in control in the situation. He's the one being led, not leading the situation. That's about all I'm going to say about it, but I really do, I really like this remake, which was shocking considering a lot of people didn't think I would like it. But we're going to move on from that to number nine's 2009, My Bloody Valentine. Exactly what did you see? 
horrific event this town has ever seen. Authorities are calling this the Valentine's Day Massacre. This movie came out in 3D before 3D was actually good. Um, and if you have the choice to watch the two, I'd really watch the regular set of the 3D because the 3D they used was back, you know, with the red and blue glasses. It, you know, wasn't that great. However, the movie, if you've seen the original My Bloody Valentine, it deals with a man who kills a bunch of workers in a mine on Valentine's Day and every year comes back to kill over and over again. And it was, and this movie was really fun, really scary, and it followed the the original enough, but changed it ever so slightly. Just a creepy movie. Um, the killer wearing the gas mask and wearing a pickaxe and it's just in a hard hat it's something different and it's something just enthralling in it and it kept me it kind of kept me riveted it wasn't the scariest of mo movies but it kept me entertained the entire movie to to the point where i didn't see the twist ending coming yes there's a twist and while i could spoil it i'm not i'm not gonna really spoil it because i mean that's all the fun if you haven't seen it i don't really want to spoil it even though it's been out for a long time my bloody valentine is is a, is a good remake it's not the best remake, but you know what? For what it was, again, very entertaining, very fun, very straightforward, very scary, and with a twist. And I love twists at the end of horror movies or movies in general, as long as it's a good twist. And this one pulled it off well, dealing with uh, mental illness and everything like that. That's pretty much all I got to say. I'm trying, some of these are going to keep short, so I'm going to talk about more, as you see, going along. Uh, number eight is 2010's The Crazy. I don't care what the calendar says. That's the first day of spring. Whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell are you doing? Rory, you laid that gun down. Now, I never saw the original The Crazies, and apparently this one wasn't. While it shared the name, was very, 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 very loosely based on the original. But the movie, this movie was creepy and unnerving it kind of gives you a a different take on zombie-esque movies that's not being zombies which just being a illness that's having the town basically go nuts and the u.s government trying to contain it not really much to say about it besides the fact that it's a fun it's an enjoyable movie it's it's not it's not an oscar winner but you know what uh, for this is my list, and I enjoy the movie. I've watched it multiple times. I think you would enjoy it too. That's pretty much all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I'm sorry for keeping some of these short. I just there's other ones I really want to talk about a little bit more. Uh, number seven is gonna be the 2005 remake of the Amityville Horror, starring Ryan Reynolds. That's the deal of a lifetime. So what's the catch? There was a crime, a, a murder in the house. This uh, movie, in my opinion, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, I actually enjoy this remake better than I do the original. I, I, I think this one was done. It followed the story of the Amityville horror of a family that lived in the house. Uh, the son one night decides to, he kills the entire family saying that he's heard voices telling him to do it. And another family moves in and the father experiences the same psychosomatic problems, hearing the voices and ends up trying to kill his, his family. You know, this is supposed to be based on a true story and it is, yet isn't. 
this this movie was is really good. The original's great, but the the remake. Ryan Reynolds, and this is going to be for the ladies out there. You get to see a bearded, shirtless Ryan Reynolds in the majority of the movie. But Ryan Reynolds steps out of his comedic role to play a a father of a family who's trying to just make it, buying this house that is a great deal in this in his country remote on a lake. And just the, the, the change of him hearing things and the psychosis and the mental breakdown he has from that into trying to to the point where he's going to end up killing his family is a great turn. Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is a very underrated actor in my opinion, and this was one of his better performances of not being, you know, a comedic side. This was him being a serious role in the Amityville Horror. This one's generally creepy, genuinely scary, and I really, really enjoy this movie. If you haven't checked out Amityville Horror, any of them, um, I highly recommend the first one. And the remake, the rest of them, the sequels, and after that, just kind of get repetitive, and they're just not getting the same tone that the the first one and the remake got. There's some some there's very iconic scenes in this with a a priest going in to cleanse the house and flies on the wall, and him hearing the phrase "get out," blood dripping on the wall. This is again. The Amityville Horror remake in 2005, in my opinion, is better than the original. And I really, really, really th- hope that you should give this a shot. Because I think you'll really enjoy it if you do. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that. Number six is 2013's The Evil Dead. Now, if you watch the original Evil Deads starring Bruce Campbell, you know that they were they're cult classics for a reason. While they're scary, they're campy. Campy scary. And they go a little over the top. This one doesn't do that. It try it has the, the heart of the original. It just takes the campiness out of it and makes it a more in your face, scary take on a demon entity in the woods taking him over and, and killing people and this spawned some the the original one spawned some of the greatest sequels to horror movies ever evil dead evil dead 2 army of darkness and it spawned the wildly popular ash versus evil dead show that comes on uh stars and this this one while it doesn't have the campiness and it i don't think it led to what they expected because it didn't do that well at the box office it got the tone of the original they used a lot of the scenes and phrases from the original, they just change the characters up to where it's not Bruce Campbell. and It's not the male figure that's in the spearheading it. It's a female. But I will say that this film is probably the bloodiest one on this list. Because there's scenes of blood raining from the sky. But the, the this is, again... A scary remake, and this is not better than the original because I love the original too much to say this is better. But this did a great job of keeping the tone of the original, but yet not making it campy. They they went for a balls to the wall scary movie, and I think it came across very well for what they they wanted. And I I hope you give it a shot. Again, there's a lot of blood in this, but that was the whole point of Evil Dead. Is to go watch 
blood and gore and, and demons and watch basically a person try to take on a entity that takes over their friends to and having to deal with killing your friends but them not being your friends. So again, some of these movies give takes on zombie. This is sort of a zombie-esque where the person's dead but not dead. But a great movie nonetheless. And one of the one of my favorite horror remakes ever. Moving on. Number five is one that recently came out. And that is 2017's It. Jerry's not like any time I've ever been in before. People die or disappear six times the national average. And that's just grown-ups. Kids are worse. I saw something. There was this clown. Yeah, I saw him too. Now I did a review on it in a previous episode, so I'm not really gonna get into it a lot here. I'm just saying that this this movie was while it wasn't over the top scary and creepy to me, um, the movie was just very enjoyable. It had creepy moments in it and it was a little bit unnerving. Pennywise did great, the kids did great, great acting, great scenes. The jump scares weren't too in-your-face and too easy to call. They actually worked well within the context of it. And if you really want to hear my opinion on it, just go back a few episodes and listen to the review I did of it. So we're just going to move right on out of that into number four's 2006, Hills Have Eyes. Can you imagine the first people that crossed this desert, they didn't know where they were. The Hills Have Eyes is a family that gets trapped in a remote part of the desert and are basically toyed with and attacked and mutilated and killed by a group of inbred cannibalistic mutants um, who lived in a town where the government contested um, nuclear weapons and the radiation just it, it mutated them and it just went from there this the the original was for its time was again groundbreaking uh, Wes Craven did it and he completely changed the horror genre, which he tended to do with almost every movie he ever did, he would change the genre up again, and he did it with this. The 2006 remake did the, the almost a... They, they did the movie, the, the exact movie he did, but they didn't do it shot for shot. But they kept the entire tone of it, and they even added the bit at the end to where the family goes and finds the town where these, these mutants and these cannibalistic inbred hillbillies live and it is a great movie it is this is scary like this movie legitimately terrified me when it came out because it's so in your face and it's so dark and it's you know at night and you don't know where they're coming from you don't know how many there are it it works so well and you know again anybody that loves horror movies this should be on your top because it did a great job of it and again this is one of those ones that i actually like more than the original even though i love the original this one just they they took the original they remade that and they took it up a notch by giving you an extra view of where the family's from they give you a little bit more of the backstory of how the family got there and i think it just works so well and it's it's a great movie if if you want to be scared if you want to be 
creeped out. If you want to jump, you know, a good jump to where it's not over the top gory, but it is got some bad scenes in it that can make you kind of cringe a little bit. This might be the movie for you because it's, it's just it, everything worked and everything clicked well in this movie. So that's what I'm going to say. Moving on to number three is 2008's Quarantine. Hi, I'm Angela Vidal. Let's traveling along with the fire department. These are the men you'll be shadowing tonight. Wherever they go, you go too. Police are here. I might be a little more serious than we thought. A woman was screaming bloody murder that Fire department's about to begin the rescue process. Police say that she lives alone. She's not very social. Now, Quarantine was a final footage movie, um, which is based off a Spanish film called um, Record. This is based around a news anchor who's on assignment to follow a uh, firefighter. They get called to a uh, hotel residence to where they're having people having uh, having a seizure. They go there and they get quarantined inside of a building. And again, this is another take on a zombie movie that's completely different than any other zombie movie to where they're quarantined in this building. They don't know why. People are rabid. They're foaming at the mouth. They're attacking people. Ravenous, in-your-face, bloodlust that these people get. And you follow these, the cameraman and the anchor lady and the residents of the apartment building trying to figure out why they've been quarantined, trying to figure out what's going on, not getting any answers. It's a it's a claustrophobic movie. It's a zombie movie. It is a found footage movie. There's so much going on in this movie that you would think would be overwhelming, but it's not. It's done very well. The subsequent uh, remakes didn't hit the same points that this one did this was just a, a great straightforward in your face movie and you get a twist at the end that's not a twist and it's it's kind of a vague ending and that's the only issue with this ending of this didn't really do that what much for me i didn't i didn't care for the ending that much but the movie in general overall is very very fun very enjoyable very very scary and intense and i think if you're a listener of this you would like it and you can enjoy it uh, we're moving on to number two. Number two is the 2007 Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. Is the Boogeyman real? Why are you so obsessed with the Boogeyman, Tommy? Tonight, the Boogeyman attacks kids who don't believe. Oh no, Tommy! Boogeyman's gonna get me! He's come back for his baby sister. Now, Halloween is one of the classic horror movies of all time. You know, when you think of classic horror villains, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, Michael Myers. You think of these, Michael Myers is one of the originators of these slasher films. And John Carpenter did a great job of portraying him. It it messed with your mind to think, you know, if, if you were a babysitter at the time in the 70s, what would happen if... Uh, killer just decided to show up and it it brought a new spin on slasher it brought a human killer that isn't human isk and it did a great job this rob zombie takes that and again cranks up to 11 rob zombie is a he's a great film director he's a great horror movie you know director 
and he does sometimes he can go over the top yes if you've ever seen house of a thousand corpses or anything well you can see that he can go over the top but this movie he did john carpenter's original halloween he did it great because he followed the exact same story but he gave you a backstory a little bit of a backstory on why michael myers was the way he was what happened what turned him into the 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 killer that uh terrorized haddonfield for so many years and so many different movies great job again the the movie follows the original so well and yet adds to it like the hills have eyes did to where i i i just i i love this version rob zombie did an incredible job of taking a story that everybody knew and loved and changing it but not changing it too much to where people got upset and mad at him and thought he was just trying to do it his own way but also didn't follow the original story so much that people were taking it like psycho did that people were saying it's too much of a shot for shot remake and he didn't have any of him in it he inserted his own brand of horror and his own brand of terrifying imagery into this film and it did a great job of it and my thumbs up to him and i i love almost everything rob zombie does and there's a few misses out there but you know that's just with any director this one is a great great must see for anybody and if you haven't seen it i suggest you go because halloween the remake is one of the best probably that's ever going to be and my number one best horror movie remake is 1986's the fly human teleportation molecular decimation breakdown and reformation is inherently purging i want to know what's going on what does the disease want Now, some people, this is a horror film, but some people don't, I don't think they classify it as a horror film, but this, this is, this was a remake from the 50s with Vincent Price, this one is starring Jeff Goldblum, and he's, he plays a scientist that ends up, uh, through a experiment, getting combined with DNA of a fly, and through the movie is changing into a fly, into a monster. The uh, Cronenberg monster in this is great. The directing is great. The acting is great. The script is great. This is one of the top horror film remakes of all time. This is one of the top science fiction movies of all time. This this movie is generally unnerving. It's not like over the top scary. It's not completely like in your face like some of these other ones are. It's just the the unknown and the the weirdness that comes with this movie that makes it so great and makes it to where people loved it. And I know while this movie gets so many rave reviews and people love it so much, I know there's a lot of people out there that probably have never seen this movie. They may have not even heard about it. Um, but this movie is, if you're, again, if you're a fan of the horror genre, this movie should be in your list of things you should at least have seen, you should at least know about, because it is, it's, it's creepy. It's not, again, not, not over-the-top scary, it's just creepy, and it's got aspects of it that make you just it, cringeworthy. The makeup and, and direction on this, the makeup of Jeff Goldblum changing into the fly, the Cronenberg monster, as it's called, is so, even... You know, for 86, it was great. Now, it might people might not see it because I guess CG kind of 
ruins things a little bit, but it's so scary, so over the top, so great. And I, I will say that it's this is probably the best horror remake I've seen, and it's going to take a lot to knock this off the pedestal because, again, it is universally loved by critics and film growers alike, and it is a great, great film, not just in the horror movie genre, but in filmmaking period because of what it did and the makeup aspects and the acting and everything for the time was just awesome and it, it's just it's incredible it blows the original out of the water the original fly in the 50s was nothing like this you know it was the 50s they didn't have it it didn't have that that aspect to it that general unnerving aspect to it and that's why in my opinion the 1986 fly is the best horror movie remake of all time that's going to be it for the list thank you all again for listening i hope you enjoyed this list as much feedback as i got from the last one i hope i get the same amount of feedback from this one if you like these i'll do more top tens top eights top whatevers um you can follow me on twitter at nerdpool pod you can follow me on instagram at nerdpool podcast uh, thank you for the love the shares the support i do this for you guys go like uh, my podcast go subscribe to it wherever you listen to it at you can subscribe you can hit that like button you can leave me a review if it's on itunes or anywhere just leave me a review that helps get me bigger feedback it helps with advertising everything else thank you all for the love and support again so until next time for this week that's nerdpool see ya Oh, yeah, boy,